0: Hey, welcome welcome to terrifying travels a podcast where our two friends discuss a true crime and a paranormal story in a new city every week i'm sabrina
1: and i'm maddie and today where are we going we are going to rejavik iceland or just iceland in general uh super excited back to iceland Well, you have a little bit of experience there, don't you? Yes, I had an internship there while I was in college. Um, I got to write a chapter of a travel guide all about Icelandic mythology, and it became my senior thesis, and I just really, really, really love Iceland, like, so much. That's Uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Because you studied
0: archaeology or something?
1: Anthropology, yeah. Anthropology, that's so cool.
0: I tried because I wanted to be Indiana Jones, but they hit me with "What is this monkey?" and I'm like, I don't know, Gigantus, Gigantus. (laughs) That's the only name I could remember.
1: Yeah. Well, and Homo Sapiens, but. Australopithecus africanus, Australopithecus
0: africanus. Exactly. There's like a whole song
1: for it. It's uh... well, I didn't know
0: the whole song, and I I, I I can't recall whether I got a D or I straight up failed that course, which broke my heart. Because con- mm. cultural anthropology, I killed a plus. Yep, yep. But as soon as they're bringing science into it, I'm like, ah, I don't know, I'm pretty. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
0: Now, before we start, though, I've got some updates that I've been holding on to for quite a while. Updates! Let's go! So, shortly after you covered Jerry Lee Lewis's um, case... Oh, yeah. Rolling, Yeah, so this is from last year, early December. Rolling Stones released their, um, I don't know, the, I can't remember the words they used, but basically their 50 biggest music fuck-ups of all time. Oh. Jerry Lee Lewis marrying his cousin was Rolling Stone's number two biggest fuck-up of all time. Number two? Number two. I cannot recall what was number one. Whoa! What? Yeah. Well, and it, honestly, he should have been so much bigger than he was, but he mm. killed his career by doing that. Yep. Ironically, yep. he was the only one, you know, he was still playing up until, like, what, two months ago. Mm. But... Had he uh, not done that, he should have been as big as Elvis.
1: Yep, 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 yep.
0: So then number two, uh, bull sharks. I was, oh. I tried to hit my dad with some fun knowledge. And of course, my dad knows everything. So I was like, did you know there's bull sharks in the Mississippi River? And we were discussing this. How do they go back and forth to saltwater and freshwater?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he goes, well, yeah, they're the only sharks whose uh, filtration system is strong
1: enough to go back and forth.
0: Oh. So there is our answer. Their gills are able to handle both salt water and fresh water. Nice. And nice. that is the last time I try to impress my dad with knowledge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, Sabrina, you want to tell us some weird facts and laws about Iceland? I do. I have 10. Ooh, okay. So,
0: and I don't have any great, great, great detail on them. I just put down the what I thought was funny. Yes. yes However, yes, yes. I have the spinning ball of death. There we go. Now I don't. Okay. <laughs> so number one, beer was illegal for 74 years, starting in 1915 to March 1st,
1: 1989. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Do you I, happen I, to know why? I believe... Um, Iceland went through a period of, like, hyper-Catholicism or, like, hyper-religion, uh, and so they had a bit of a prohibition period for a little while. That would make um, sense. Yeah. Or it's just that something with imports, probably. That could also make sense. Yeah.
0: That, do, does, do you know if Iceland makes their own type of any kind of alcohol?
1: Um. Yes. Yes, they have this, um, oh, gosh, hold on. Oh, God, yes, yes, yes. I forgot exactly what it's called, but it's kind of a licorice liqueur, and they, but they made it out of potatoes. It's kind of like, um, oh, God, oh, God, what is it called? Brinevine. 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 It's a type of vodka, um, but it tastes like licorice. Um, okay Mhm. so that could, be, uh, that could be good and it means fire wine okay I love that also known as the black death drink <laughs> okay I don't love that <laughs> I brought back a bottle um, from when I was there and I would just like have it occasionally and I was like ooh, so good but then everyone else was like Ugh, because a lot of people don't like the licorice flavor
0: I personally agree I actually have come to like Red Twizzlers, but the black ones, I'm sorry, those taste like ass.
1: Mm, mm. And my mom <laughs> loves
0: them, which works out great for her. But I will not just, they look they look gross, but they taste horrible. Mm,
1: mm.
0: And then I was informed the other day there's such a thing as yellow licorice, too, which, yeah, okay. Yeah. But that could make sense. If it's an import thing, then stop selling imported beer and sell. It'll bring up sales of your own. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, number two, in the summer, they can have 24 hours of sunlight. However, in the winter, the shortest day is four hours.
1: Yes, yes, I was there during 24-hour season. We had to have blackout curtains in, like, every room, and they told us to wear an eye mask, And but we also did a midnight hike up to the top of a glacier, and it's like, you literally go up at midnight, and it's, like, noon. Like, it's just the sun never goes down like it's just always there and it's it's such a see, weird experience I can see downsides to both mm-hmm. like I really struggled when I
0: moved to Canada because like the sun'll set at 5 p.m mm-hmm. and however in the winter in the summer like not by that extreme I struggled because I would tell the lady I was living with like yeah I'll be home for dinner and then it'd be eight o'clock and I'd be getting home and she's like where the fuck have you been and I'm so sorry the sun was up. I didn't realize it was 7 p.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I cannot sleep if the sun's up. I just can't. doesn't matter how tired I am. The latest I'll get is 8 p.m. Or 8 yep. a.m.
1: So yep, I yep, would die.
0: Yep. yep. <laughs> but it would be, honestly, the sun part would be great if you go on a summer trip. You can sure get the most out of your time.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who like capitalize on like midnight hikes and like um like spiritual hikes like going up there at like midnight, but the sun is still out, like it's wild, yeah, that would be cool, yeah. however,
0: did you know in like a very, very long time from now, we could possibly have a bigger or a new Iceland, really? Iceland is being pulled apart by two tectonic plates. Mm. But thanks to constant volcanic activity, the island, the land is being replaced, replaced Mm. in the the space that's being made. It's about two centimeters a year.
1: Oh. Oh, wow.
0: So Mm. Iceland might be the only one that'll that'll be totally fine with the glaciers melting. (laughs) Because, like, they're still being rebuilt, even what they're losing at the end.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, them, and probably the Dutch. The
0: Dutch? I don't know about the Dutch.
1: They make their land from the sea. Oh,
0: they reclaim land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, that's cool.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. There is not a McDonald's in Iceland. There was a company owned by the same guy, but it got too expensive, so they closed it and opened a similar restaurant.
1: Yep, that checks out.
0: I can always yeah. tell when, they're, when I'm getting uh, facts off an American website. Because they're like, dear God, there is no
1: McDonald's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, this is a fun one. At some point, somebody made pants out of human skin, as these magical pants would make them wealthy. I did not go into detail on that one, because I figured that could be a whole other case.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, interesting. But yes,
0: they had, you had to, like managed to get the skin I think I can't recall I think you have to get the skin apart in one go oh and then you had to wear them and there was oh. a picture I did not save the picture but the picture came across recently I think it was actually in another podcast group chat I think it was uh, that's why we drink mm. um they were fully intact including genitalia if I recall <gasps> Yeah, they it, it was something else. I was going to save the picture, and then I was like, you know what? I absolutely do not need this on my phone. No, for
1: no, that that will get you on a watch list or something. Yeah, absolutely no, it, not. It made me super uncomfortable. Oh, oh
0: my gosh. Okay, here's a, more, a much better one. Between 1910 and 1977, the only place you could buy milk was at a state-owned store, which makes sense to me. Mm. Yeah. Like, assuming they don't have – it was imported – then the state would bring it in and it would cut down, although they could raise their price to whatever they wanted, but it would set the price to one price.
1: Yeah, but Iceland has special Icelandic cows. Well, then I don't know. Yeah, they're like um, fluffier and they're meant for the colder temperatures. And I actually got to pet some when I went to Iceland and they were so cute and fluffy and very friendly. But I think that's where Iceland gets most of their milk from see I I can't relate to this I've seen
0: on TikTok girls what a cow where I'm from we have bulls with like scrangly horns that point multiple different directions at (laughs) once and then we also it's absolute neglect I'm well aware of that but our our cows are they look dead to begin with like they're skinny and bony and unpleasant looking and I just can't I want to go pet that I want my own I just can't get it (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I need to go, like, play with North American cows, but I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have a fun fact about Icelandic horses. Do you have a fact about that? I don't. Okay. So, Icelandic horses are a very specific breed of horse um, that have not been crossbred with any other horse. And so, if they are sending an Icelandic horse to, let's say, a race in Europe or a race in North America... That horse can never return back to Iceland. Aww. Because it will bring different diseases and different yeah. things back with it that will wipe out the horse population. So if they send an Icelandic horse somewhere, it's never coming back. I get that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although I am glad they they do that because we have lost a lot of things on the island due to importing. Yep. Yep. Like we actually don't have any palm trees left
1: or coconut. Oh. Um. Ooh.
0: Everyone blames the Four Seasons for literally everything that's brought in, but we import a lot of things in general. But Mm -hmm. there is a bug, I can't remember what the name of the bug is, but it kills the tree and the top of the tree falls off, so we just have a bunch of telephone poles now. Oh. So if you're ever in the Caribbean and you come across a a coconut tree or a coconut tree with like, it looks like a bullet in it, Mm -hmm. that's an injection to try to stop the bug.
1: Oh. Yeah. Interesting.
0: But it, it doesn't work. Well, it might work, but we were too late. mm
1: mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting.
0: Okay, so I've got three more. Mm. Iceland has one of the first parliaments dating back to 930 A.D.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is and, what my senior thesis was on. Continue. <laughs> okay. 19, in
0: 1924, dogs were banned in the capital due to tapeworms, which were carried by the dogs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I assume there's other horrible things that went along with that. We don't need to know about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a positive one. I have seen this one on Instagram and Facebook as well. Books are traditionally given on Christmas Eve.
1: Yes. Which yes. I think is so sweet. Oh, it's so, so sweet. Uh, mm, I love Iceland. I, love Iceland. <laughs> I actually have so a friend,
0: nice. if she's listening. Chris, I hope you enjoy your trip eventually. She's looking at going in uh, the fall. So I I told her we were doing that. Like she was telling me yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, that's crazy, because that's what we're doing today." Yes, yes. Ah. So, oh, and I was just about to say something, and now I can't remember at all. Oh boy. Well, do you want to cover
1: what we should do while we're there? Yes, and maybe some suggestions for your friend if she's listening. Yes. Um. So this list isn't from TripAdvisor this time. This is from The Guide to Iceland, the official tourism website for Iceland, and it's a bit of an unusual top 10. Uh, I don't have any game this time, so just enjoy. Good, that game was impossible. (laughs) Yes. All right. So number 10. All right. So number 10 and our top 10 things to do is a simple night out in Reykjavik. Downtown Reykjavik is awash with bars, coffee houses, restaurants, and social events. The vast majority of them will see a decent blend of local Icelanders and outside visitors, and there would just be such a night of like exciting conversation. And that's why if you're in Iceland, at least try to do one night in Reykjavik. Reykjavik's such a fantastic city. It's so colorful. It's so lively. I was there during the World Cup, and First, first of all, get an Icelandic hot dog. It's so good if you eat meat. Get an Icelandic hot dog. And two, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun to hang out with Icelanders. Wonderful, wonderful time. Wonderful people. All right. Number nine is, pardon my pronunciation. These are Icelandic names. Um, number nine is. That's like, also why you're doing it and I'm not. Yep. <laughs> Lake Myvanten in Northern Iceland. Lake Myvanten is a beautiful lake located in a highly geothermally active area in the north of Iceland. The lake is the fourth largest body of water in Iceland and you can find multiple islands strewn across it. Uh, You can also find the geothermal Myvanten nature baths where you can go and sit in the uh, hot springs there. So very cool location. Number eight is the Blue Lagoon Spa. And this is probably one of the most popular places in Iceland because it's the most visited place in Iceland. Um, It's become world famous in recent years because it's very relaxing atmosphere and beautiful surroundings. And it's well known for it's like healing mud. And you can apply the mud to your face and like just sit in the hot springs and just enjoy. I forgot to ask, uh, which ones have you been to? Um at the moment just number ten, Reykjavik. Oh, okay. The other two I have not. I oh. only did like Reykjavik area and then Western Iceland. So Okie dokie, keep going. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Number seven, the Deddy Foss Waterfall in Northern Iceland. I have not been here, but <laughs> Deddy Foss Waterfall was founded. Uh, was found in the Vatnajökull National Park in the northeast of the country, and it's Europe's most powerful waterfall and an Iceland-must-see attraction. Falling 144 feet or 44 meters from the Jokkålskål, a Fåljokkål river, Dedifa's waterfall crescendos with a mighty crash into Jokkålskål. Girl drew for Canyon Below into a Canyon Below, creating one of the most spectacular and dramatic natural sights in the country. And it was famously used in the opening scene of the sci fi blockbuster Prometheus. Great movie! Great movie. Haven't seen it. I'm, like, reading these names, and they just look like a jumble of letters, like, thrown together, and I'm like, I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like, it's one of those languages where I'm not even sure if they use our alphabet, and it's just, there's no
1: way we could possibly do it. Right. <laughs> right, 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 Number six is the West Fjords. West Iceland attractions have a rich history steeped in folklore, mysticism, and magic. The West Fjords is as beautiful as it is culturally fascinating. From the towering bird cliffs of Hornstradur to the tumbling Dian waterfalls, the West Fjords have something for everyone, for everyone and everybody. Uh, think of it like going to see Arendelle from Frozen. That's exactly what I was thinking. And occasionally they freeze over. Yep. 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 All right. Number five is the Jokul Snarlon Glacier Lagoon. This glacier filled lake should be near the top of your list of what to see in Iceland. Glittering icebergs groan and crunch against one another as they make their way from a glacier to the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, you can partake in a Zodiac boat tour there, and others, other visitors are just consent to sit on the shoreline and watch as the seals that live in the area dip and dive around the chunks of ice, and it's such a beautiful place in Iceland. Number four, thing to do, take a dip in a natural hot springs! Iceland is a very young landmass, being only a few million years old, meaning much of the landmass... Oh, what a baby! I know, <laughs> little baby! Um, So, much of the landscape is still very much alive. Uh, Guests have popularized the pursuit of churning mud pools, steaming volcanic vents, and erupting hot springs such as Stokkur on the Golden Circle sightseeing tour. These natural wonders are worth adding to your list. Number three! Speaking of the Golden Circle, go take a tour of the Golden Circle! The Golden Circle is Iceland's most popular sightseeing route. It comprises of three major attractions. The historic Thingvellir National Park, that is where uh, the oldest parliament was held, was at the Thingvellir. Uh, the highly active geyser geothermal area, and the majestic Gullfoss Waterfall. These are some of the best things to see in Iceland, and it's easily accessible because they're really close to the capital city of Reykjavik, and I have done the Golden Circle, and it's amazing. Highly recommend. It makes me think of the Golden Compass right (laughs) (laughs) Yes. yes 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 number two try to see the northern lights um fun fact about the northern lights they're completely random like
0: i am dying to see them like of course you see them here and my mother's seen them where she lives where she grew up they're apparently very easy to see um and then exactly a year ago this weekend we rented a cabin and cause i have an app that tells you when to see it didn't see anything in fact i think at some point i started hallucinating i could see them oh <laughs> i saw them just the faintest bit this summer mm-hmm. um and of course you're we in a populated area so if we got in the car and drove we might have seen them yep but just the faintest like kind of one of those ones where if you look a little bit away you actually see it better or if you stare at it too long it completely disappears Yep. but even yep, that yep. faint face have you ever seen them No,
1: no, I have not.
0: Even that faint, faint, have you seen the movie Brother Bear? Yes. It actually looked like that. Oh. Like, even that faint, faint bit, and Mom's like, no, they get bright enough that, like, they're extremely bright if you see them properly. Yeah. Uh, And I'm still, like, I'm not counting what I saw this summer, um, because they were faint enough that it might have been a hallucination, but my mom, and she she says, when you know what you're looking for, you can see them, so I believe I did see something, but it was that faint, but they were, just that tiny bit that I saw was kind of Mm. incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's wild. And and like I didn't know that they were random. I thought they were just like a nightly thing if you were like for, far enough north, but nope, completely random. So have an app and if you're going to Iceland, try to see the northern lights, otherwise known as the aurora borealis. Uh it can only be seen in winter and in uh I recommend the northern most parts of Iceland to go see it. Um and it's just crazy beautiful so if you're in Iceland try to go see those um and number two. Oh, hold
0: on 10 seconds mm-hmm. though I don't think you're right about only in winter though uh
1: because I saw them in June oh I'm not honestly I'm not entirely sure this is just what it said on guide to Iceland that I can only be seen in winter
0: I mean they're probably brighter in the winter because mm. mm. um, like, it's something to do with like air and Reflecting and electricity, and yeah. I would just imagine static is better in the winter. Yes, but you can definitely see them in the summer as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, but I, I think I think it is definitely easier to see in the winter.
1: Yes. yes, 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 yes. All right, and our number one thing to do in Iceland is to go glacier hiking and ice caving. As the name suggests, Iceland is a land defined by its frozen landscapes. While some think Iceland is not quite frozen enough to warrant the name compared to Greenland, it's still a country of floating icebergs, sweeping glaciers, and dazzling blue ice caves. During the winter, Iceland truly lives up to its name. It's an environment perpetually trapped between darkness and glittering white snow. There's so many cool things to do in Iceland, literally and figuratively. So I definitely recommend glacier hiking and ice skating. I have done both and they were fantastic. Touching a glacier is on my bucket list. Oh, girl. It's, it's magical. Like it, it's just magical. There's no other way to describe it. Um, and I have some personal recommendations. Um, personally, I recommend going to Western Iceland, not the West Fjords, but more specifically, the Snæfellsnes Peninsula. It's a beautiful region of Iceland with waterfalls and glaciers and so many cool little fishing towns. And the whole entire landscape is just so mythologically charged and so charged of just like folklore and stories and everything in between. And it's just so cool to go see that peninsula in general. Um, my favorites of Western Iceland is the Snæfellsjökull Glacier, uh, the Black Pebble Beach, and the small little fishing town of Skirkishomer, and then the Skortulaf Lighthouse, and Foss and just basically all of Western Iceland. So if you're going to Iceland, I definitely recommend hitting up the Western part of it as well. Those are the top ten things to do in Iceland plus some of my personal recommendations. <laughs> Very cool.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I have not been to Iceland, but I remember when we did our Manitoba episode, I said the Gimli that my what is it what was I drinking? Whiskey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Where it came from. For some reason, um half the community in Gimli is Icelandic. They all just kind of moved mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was talking, I, knew, I know a girl who moved, she's from Iceland, and she moved, and she's like, yeah, my parents just woke up one day and said, hey, let's move to Gimli, Manitoba. And I was like, like why? What was the call? And she's like, well, mm-hmm. everyone there is Icelandic, so it's just kind of like moving with the community.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: I always find that interesting Is like, how did that happen? Yeah.
1: yeah like, yeah, yeah. what
0: brought everyone there at one point? There's even like a giant Viking statue. So I was hoping to make the trip out before we did our episode, but unfortunately it's cold as balls and I don't do that.
1: (laughs) Yep, 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 yep.
0: Okay. However, you said you did your, your, uh, segment of the trip. Oh gosh, Sabrina words.
1: The trip, (laughs) the trip advisor book. What's that called? Yeah, yeah. So I have a chapter. I'm a contributor to a travel guide. Uh, I believe it is called just uh, Western Iceland, things to do, something like that. I can't quite remember, uh, because it was quite a long time ago. Um, But I will find it on Amazon, and I will send you the link.
0: Well, I tried to find it because you said you covered mythology, right? Mhm. So I thought it would be really fun to quote you. Oh. But unfortunately, I could not find it, so I did not quote you. However, I am I am aware that like if I'm wrong or if you have anything to add, definitely tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Okay. So would you
1: like to learn about the whole the folk?
0: The whole, the folk. Oh my God. Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you're good. You're good. Okay.
1: So. Yep, I'm ready.
0: Okay. okay. Well, I'm not sure whether I love these things or not yet, to be honest. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But I feel like that's all mythological creatures. They're great if you leave them like gold coins and if not they'll kill you. Yep.
1: yep. Yep, yep.
0: Okay. And then there was also like a lot of mixing. I couldn't quite tell. I might describe other creatures that are also sometimes hold a folk, but sometimes not hold a folk.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah,
0: so it is kind of hard, but I find, like, I'm also doing an essay right now with um Mesopotamia, and that's kind of, it's such an old culture that has interacted with other cultures and changed over time, and even without interacting with other cultures, it would change,
1: mm. and I
0: think that happened with the folk because at some point Christianity came, so they changed. Yep,
1: yep, 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 yep. yep.
0: Okay, so the whole folk are also known as Hidden People, and are very similar to Elves in Iceland, and I do, those are ones that I, I think I mixed. So, they're not the mm-hmm. Elves. Mm. They're like the Elves, but they're nothing like the Elves.
1: <laughs> yep, 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 yep.
0: They live in the woods, and while they look and behave much like humans, they live in like a parallel world to us, and are invisible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The world they live in may be a perfect world, representing what the humans strive to achieve in ours. However, the hold of folk may also live in regulated communities and have similar jobs and hobbies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Often, hold of folk are shown as living happily and free from care, while humans are struggling and depressed and sad, and we have terrible jobs that we don't enjoy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they dealt with COVID. <laughs> in the 19th century, a writer says that says the only visible difference between them and humans is that the dip between our nose and top lip goes in while theirs goes out. Which mm. sh- I wouldn't even think to look at that at you. Like all the time we've known each other, I've never stared to see which way yours goes. Yep. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little bit weird. If you
1: notice that Mhm.
0: others say they can be tiny, 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 or taller than us, mm. but they all have black hair. And they either prefer to dress in dark clothing, like dark grays, blacks, while other sources say they like to wear green, mm-hmm. but they definitely like to wear old-fashioned clothing. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But
0: I don't have, like, a date. Again, Iceland, you know, it's a young landmass. But the clothing, it could be anywhere between, like, Viking-era peasant, like, 17th century peasants,
1: Yep. But yep, you yep, are yep. not
0: going to catch them in, like, apple-bottom jeans.
1: No, 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 no.
0: I always think I'm so <laughs> clever for stuff like that. Okay, they they could also be called Alfar, mm-hmm. which as I kept going further on, I realized that could actually be a whole other thing. Yep. Um, but I think they could also be this. But it's also... oh, Ah, yes, okay. So apparently Alfar kind of became kind of like Voldemort.
1: You're mm. not supposed
0: to say that word, otherwise you will... um. I have no English today. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Uh, what do you, what's that called? <laughs> she'll, appear. She'll, she'll
1: appear. She'll appear, right? Thank you,
0: thank you. Yeah,
1: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay,
0: so we now have three references. Bloody Mary, Beetlejuice, or Voldemort. Yeah. Um, however, Holdafolk have a nose, they just don't have a thing underneath the nose. Mm-hmm. So if you say Aldafar, it'll show up. So now you say Holdafolk to prevent them from showing up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but again, that could also be two tails blending together. Hulda means pertaining to secrecy. Invisible. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. The
0: origin of this is complicated because of how old they are. The Norse Vikings brought their Alfar and the Irish had hill fairies and they blended creating the Hulda folk. Or they all meant the same thing to begin with in just different cultures.
1: You are exactly on point. You are exactly on point right now. Which one? it's it's highly debated between again this this is my senior thesis i'm so sorry i've done a lot of research um so it's highly debated like what exactly hold the folk are and also i don't know if you have a fact about this they are what tolkien based the elves off of in lord of the rings i did know that but i completely forgot to add that in yes yes so Anytime I picture uh, Who the Folk, I just think Orlando Bloom from Lord of the Rings and, like, Legolas. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I actually
0: haven't seen the movies, but i read the books. And I'm fairly certain I'm was- – well, hold on, though. I think I was too young <laughs> when I read the books. I read them Ooh. in fourth grade, and I hated them. Ooh. They just. I just read the first page and the last page of every chapter, and they're still fighting in the woods. And I'm aware that might have just been because I was too young. Mm -hmm. But I do recall the word groin was used in the book. And I was like, oh, Lord, (laughs) because the elves don't grow any hair, even on their groin. And in fourth grade, I was like, oh, that's a dirty book. (laughs) Yes, it was passed around the classroom. Of course. We all read the word groin. Of course. (laughs) Oh, yes. That was off topic. And Mm. it's actually going to be ironic because we're about to go into Christianity.
1: Mm
0: hmm. However, in the 11th century, Christianity grew in Iceland, and the folk became the dirty children of Eve, who needed to be hidden from God. When he found out, he declared, what man hides from God, God will hide from man, and so he made them all invisible. And that, I read that a good bit too, so that might
1: be the more popular theory? It's like the newest one. It's like the new hotness, basically. And okay. it was during a time when historically Iceland wanted to get in the good gracious of Norway, who was very Catholic at the time. So there was a, surprisingly enough, an anthropologist called Snorri Sturluson who wrote the Icelandic sagas. And he basically just embedded Christianity into it to be like, look, we have the same stories and we have the same God. So Look, Iceland and Norway, best friend!
0: I I could see that, yep.
1: Yep, 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 yep.
0: Okay, some Christian folk tales also suggest they could have been fallen angels forced to live in an in-between world between heaven and earth, which could carry on with yours. I don't like that theory so much. It's just kind of boring. This could explain why they sometimes rebel against Christian rules, though. For example, the... Christians opposed dancing, and I'll never understand why Christians hate dancing. And so the elves started dancing and terrorizing authority figures with dance to show that the Icelandic people loved and missed dancing. So, Footloose. Okay, if the Alfar are the same as folk, you may see tiny homes people have made for them around Iceland, as well as tiny churches to convert them to Christianity. I just think it's so funny that they built tiny churches to try to convert elves. Like, that'd be like... Morgan, your question now, okay? Morgan is asleep in his little cubby, so maybe that's his new church. Okay, problem is I'd have to vacuum out all the catnip. Oh, the devil's lettuce. The folk are known to love parties, and so there are four Icelandic holidays that have traditions related to them. Uh, let me know if you ever experienced any of them. For Christmas, you should clean your house and leave food out for them. You might also want to go to church with everyone else as they try to drive anyone who stays home mad, which I can see that they are trying to push Christianity because I thought thought the elves weren't Christian and we were trying to convert them, but now they're going to drive you insane if you don't go to church. Okay. On New Year's, the folk move to new homes, so the humans have to leave candles and food out for them so they can find their way. You can get get good luck for the year by helping them. They do seem to bring a lot of good luck if you're nice to them. On Midsummer's Night, the folk try to seduce people with food and gifts. Seduce does not always mean, like, sexually, just... Convince you to do things, go with them.
1: And uh, if you, oh, yeah, sorry. And with the midsummers, it's at the crossroads only. It's at crossroads. Um, yes. I Were did. You I did, bring that up. Sorry. I did. I did
0: have that. I think I actually. It looks like I've removed it. So I'm wondering if I came across um something that disagreed with that. So I just removed it completely. But I did okay. have that. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. If you resist, you will be rewarded. But there are terrible consequences to people who cave, like being driven mad. They like driving you crazy. These are just six rooms that I've had, that's all. They're not invisible people. I can totally see them. On 13th night, which is January 6th, bonfires are burned for them. But unfortunately, I didn't find anything else about that. Do you know anything about that?
1: No. I I, I don't know about
0: that one. Okay. So that's all I've got. So it must be either a smaller one or maybe one that's being neglected since mm. Christmas and New Year's are so close together. Maybe they've just decided they don't need an extra one so close. Yeah. 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 Okay. The belief in Huldufolk declined in the early 1900s, possibly leading to the rumor that they left when electricity arrived. There is an expert in Iceland who says that not that's not completely wrong either. He says that the belief in the mythical creature was able to flourish in Iceland because they were so isolated. And in the early 1900s, when people started visiting and sharing ideas and opinions, the belief in the elves may have declined, which makes sense. And I feel like a lot of places had stuff like that. Just culturally in general, we started sharing with others and it changed.
1: The emergence of science decreased the amount of mythology and folklore. That too. Yeah,
0: There is that basic science came in, but I feel like Mm -hmm. whenever cultures
1: interacted,
0: one kind of dominated. Like, sometimes they mixed, but sometimes one dominated. Yep. And so you probably had a lot of tourists coming in and being like, elves? Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Which then
0: again would be science. Mm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: However, in recent years, surveys suggest that people are now more open to the possibility that they are real which also kind of, feel like the whole world in the, in the last couple decades have just become more open to mystic ideas. Like, I feel like crystals and Wicca and stuff like that has become more popular. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Regardless, the Icelandic people are very respectful of the hold of folk. Children are warned not to throw rocks as it could hit an invisible person, and roads are sometimes built extra curvy to avoid rocks that could be homes. Elves only move out of the way for roads they think make sense. a folk could be really terrible if they feel they have been wronged. A common trick was to take your baby and leave a cranky old person in its spot.
1: Alternatively,
0: if you help one with their sick child or something, you could always be rewarded. I have not heard rewards that are good enough that are uh, equally good as. Taking your baby and leaving an, leaving an angry person is bad. Do you happen to know any of the great rewards you could get? Oh, um, well, tell me they give
1: you the baby. Some some people say that it's just like it can. It, there's a huge range. It can be something from a new set of shoes, some new clothes, some new whatever, to like a pot of gold or like like a leprechaun a pot of gold, or you could have eternal life. Oh,
0: okay. And I, but I guess like it depends on the situation at the time that these stories came up. At you yep. know, four four or five hundred years ago, a new set of shoes would have been a big deal. Yep, exactly. Okay, let's keep going. So, um, there have been a few possible encounters with the hold of folk in recent years, though. In 1971, they were trying to build a road and had to stop as the bulldo as there was a boulder boulder that they could not move. Equipment, including a bulldozer, broke down when they tried. Workers also started having more accidents and losing their tools. Many believe that that's because the elves were living in the rock. A road was also prevented from being built in 2013 because people believed it was being built in the whole folks' natural habitat. Additionally, the elves, the elves, the elves have elf churches in the rock and they're all connected to each other through light energy and destroying one would be detrimental to all the others. Like, they're all connected kind of like a human body. So if you remove the... uh, I don't know, a lung and don't close anything off or fix anything then it's going to ruin the rest of your body.
1: It's like Avatar with their hair and they can just, like, connect to, like, all the creatures and the trees and stuff. Again, a movie I haven't really seen. I saw. I'm sure
0: I've told you. I saw when it first came out, and the friend that I was watching it at their house, they had one of those TV that was see through on the sides, and that was just so much cooler than the movie. Sorry. (laughs) The TV had a see through side, like I could see the wall through it. That was incredible. I don't know what the movie was about. (laughs) We were only watching it because that was the movie they put on for us. Yeah. We just wanted to watch something on a see through TV. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, in 1982, 150 Icelanders uh, went to a NATO base in Iceland to look for elves as they were worried the jets were putting them in danger. And uh, although I think I read somewhere that could have also just been a push to get rid of the NATO base. And I think like stuff like that kind of works, you know, whether or not you believe in the mystical fairies, you do believe in protecting your country and protecting the wildlife and the habitats. And so if that's a good excuse to make it work together, and you know what, Huldafolk are real, I'm sure they're not going to disagree with you. And if they're not, then I'm sure your country's not going to disagree with you. In 2004, an American aluminum company needed needed a government expert to make sure that there was no archaeological sites, including Huldefolk Homes, where they were planning on building their plant, which, again, if people were arguing, they might have just been arguing the plant being built so i think this is all great regardless in 2011 it is believed that the elves made rocks rain down on a residential street i wish i knew more about that but i don't apparently these elves these rocks just started raining on the place which sounds horrible and who pissed them off few people are able to see the elves but those who can often meet at the elf school to discuss them this is not a school for elves but actually a school for us to learn about them If you are hoping to meet some yourself, there is a town six miles south of the capital, which is home to the largest Holdafolk settlement, settlement, as well as other mystical creatures, because they also have, like, ogres and giants. Elves, I could see, I don't know how we wouldn't have come across an ogre and a giant yet.
1: You could also, oh, were you going to say something? because giants are the mountains and they freeze into stone during the day so you can only see them moving around at night and if they get caught in the daylight they're frozen forever oh that's so sad
0: okay yep so it's like yep. the trolls from frozen exactly exactly and tolkien <laughs> okay i you and i are both small children teachers they're the trolls from Frozen, okay? Yes, yes. And they sing at, as well and convince people to marry each other. She's a bit of a fixer-upper. <laughs> and there's our song for the day. Yes. You could also go to Aspirig Canyon, which was built by them, or a suburb of the capital where the road was built around a rock, which could have been one of the earlier ones I discussed, because no equipment could move it. Poss- oh, possibly from the same one from the 70s. January 6th or 13th is usually the most active night for them. I was able to find only one personal story, but I'm sure there are more. Um, Also, that's one of those times where everything I could find was not in English. So the one story I found was in English. folk are typically typically caring caring for humans, um, almost protecting them, especially those that may die without their help. One night, a woman recalled when she was younger and her grandmother was very sick. She was woken up at night by a nurse and two doctors checking on her grandmother. Assuming they were just doing a house call, she went back to sleep and they left after they decided she'd be okay. The next morning, her grandmother was much better, but neither of her grandparents knew about the, do- the doctors the girl was talking about. They never called anyone for a house visit. Whether or not all Icelandic people believe in the hold of folk... Uh, More people accept each other's beliefs and and maybe even just as cultural heritage. Like, they'll just respect that that's what you believe. That's cool. Many people have rock formations in their yard that they have simply left there because they know their neighbors have valued it. So, like, even if it's in my way, I know my neighbors are going to be upset by it, which I also think is a really cool concept. Right now, I live in a building where, my God, they all hate each other. If no, like they're trying to crack down on people smoking within their um, own units and stuff like that. And they're making rules about doing that. It's like, no, if you're happy, I don't care what you're doing. Don't do it in the hallway. Um, Don't blow it in my face. But if you're happy, that's fine. So I think it's really cool that the Icelandic people are like, you know what,
1: I am not going to do this because I know it'll upset everyone else. And that's dope. They're very respectful and everything. And it's really cool. I have a I have a personal story about the whoda folk go for it um I so part of my internship was to actually interview people and see how they feel about their folklore and get stories from them and so every person I talked to they said it so casually I' like oh yeah and there's the Huda folk and there was this rock in my grandmother's yard and she told me never to play on it because we would disturb the elves and like it's a very like casual thing like a very throwaway thing but i was just like excuse me but yeah so it's very interesting well to throwback to our mississippi
0: episode when you talk to people in the blues community like when i talk about robert johnson he went to the crossroads and he met a big black figure who taught him to play guitar like i don't even question it Mm -hmm. i was saying that to my dad one time like wow i genuinely sound like i believe this and i don't don't believe it but i don't do believe it but Mm -hmm. it's just kind of what happened yep 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 yep. Yep. yeah uh actually there's a fact that you could double check for me uh my friend who's from iceland she was saying that because it's such a small island and a small community there is a book which has now been converted to an app i think to ensure you don't marry your cousin
1: yes actually that is true there's there's now a dating app um, And it also doesn't help that Icelandic last names are kind of confusing because they take the first name of the father and add either son or daughter to the end. And plus, so that's like yeah. Norse, like, yeah, exactly. Not to be a nerd, but Thor Odinson. Exactly. Exactly. So it gets very confusing and you, you just got to make sure. And plus it is a small community. There's only 100,000 people around there that live there. So, as someone who comes careful. from an even smaller community, I think it's genius. Yep. <laughs>
0: Growing up, I definitely knew a lot of people who, well, that's my uncle, but that's also my boyfriend, and you're like, "Ah!" ah,
1: ah. <laughs> All right, Sabrina, are you ready for my case today?
0: I am.
1: All right. So, I had the task of true crime today. And it was a bit hard to do research for this topic, um, mostly because Iceland is so peaceful and so sparsely populated that there's not a ton of stories, like true crime stories. There is, however, an Iceland-specific true crime podcast that does episodes in English and in Icelandic. So, well, that was... that. Yeah. You know what? I complain about
0: having to research paranormal stuff that must be hard because like I was saying earlier I I know of one um killing murder in Iceland Mm -hmm. that one of that girl who got murdered by that sailor guy Mm -hmm. and you've got another one and apparently so now we know of three yes and that is it so that must be fun I wonder if they do like petty crime as well
1: they do like because because I I went looking at like through just like their titles and stuff and it's a lot of petty crime, a lot of like thefts, thieves, um one about incest, that's a little uh. yeah, um, yep, so it's like, yeah, but it's it's just hard because Iceland is so small and peaceful and everything, so I had to go way, 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 way back, okay, Iceland, time to step up your game,
0: okay, the rest of yep. us kill people all day. <laughs> you could do a couple more, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it is so I had to go way back to the 1500s to find the tale of Iceland's only serial killer oh um, okay so I guess when they go hard
0: they go hard to go home they do it
1: yes so his story is so old and his story is very popular Um, it's been recorded in the giant book of Icelandic folklore and fairy tales so expect a little of fictionalization in this but know that this man was very very real and there is a lot of evil there and let's dive into it okay all right Bjorn Peterson better known as Axlar Bjorn was born in 1555 on the Snæfellsnes Peninsula in Iceland from the time he was conceived his mother claimed that there was something wrong with her baby his mother would have an awful dreams while pregnant with him, and she developed a craving for human blood. Her husband, trying to be accommodating, fed her some of his own blood to quench her craving. Bjorn's mother feared that the child she was carrying was not righteous, and that she was carrying a monster. Bjorn's father, Peter, was a plowman or a farmer for another man named Orm. Ormur, Ormur, I hate R's, oh my god, <laughs> the men were good friends and Ormur agreed to foster Bjorn when he turned four years old. This was a common practice to support need- needful families in the area and Bjorn was well cared for and became good friends with his stepbrother, Gurmunder, Gurmunder, yes.
0: <laughs> I, th- I keep thinking of um, Winnie the Pooh. The snuffle up, mm. I guess. Yes. <laughs> I think I do uh, know
1: this case, though. Oh, okay. The trouble started when Bjorn became a teenager. He had grown a bad temper and, closed off and was closed off from the rest of the community. One story said that one day he fell asleep at Sunday Mass and dreamed of a man offering him a plate with some raw meat on it. Bjorn ate the piece of meat. But after the 18th bite, he felt sick. The same man then instructed him to go to Mount Axler Hinderar to find an instrument that would serve him well. Bjorn journeyed to the mountain and found an axe. And shortly after, cowmen on the farm began to disappear and were never seen or heard from again. It was said that Axelar Bjorn committed his first murder around 1570 at the age of 15. Around this time, Ormur passed away, and the stepbrother grew the family wealth. He built Bjorn his own farm of Oxy, or Oxel, and Bjorn actually married. The farm was very charming and had easy access to the main road. As such, many travelers would come to Bjorn's farm and ask to stay the night. Bjorn would welcome them and then murder them in their sleep. He would then take his victims' bodies to the nearby lava field and push them in to destroy all evidence. He would then, of course, clean up any blood in his house and take any of the person's belongings or horses. And people started to notice this. Why did he suddenly have so many horses? Why was he wearing weird clothes? Nevertheless, this was the 1500s. And communication why are was you asking so many
0: questions?
1: <laughs> Mind your
0: own business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a sugar daddy. <laughs> if they had sugar at the time? I don't know. He's got a rock daddy. <laughs> A special Icelandic (laughs) cow milk daddy.
1: (laughs) You know, he got some good fortune from the Huda folk, you know? (laughs) Exactly! He helped one of them find their new home. Exactly. 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 Uh, Nevertheless, this was the 1500s, and communication was scarce, and Bjorn's farm was a bit isolated from everyone else, so no one could say for certain what was happening on the farm. Plus... Remember, his stepbrother was quite influential in the community. So this also resulted in a lack of investigation, as the stepbrother kept it very hush-hush. A sugar stepbrother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, Bjorn continued to kill 17 more people. Good for him, okay. (laughs) Until lucky victim number 19. Now, there's some dispute as led to the discovery of this crime in 1596. One account states that a woman and her three children had asked for shelter. Bjorn killed all three of her children, but she was able to escape to alert authorities. Another story said that it was two siblings that arrived on the farm to receive shelter, and the brother was able to alert the authorities while the sister was actively being murdered. Um, and yet another story says that Bjorn failed to kill a boy that came to his farm, and the boy was able to escape and hide in a gap between the lava pools and then alert the authorities.
0: Can we no go with the last
1: we... one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I always, yeah. Whenever I
0: hear stories like that, like I'm glad that person got to alert, alert authorities so that it doesn't happen again. But when Ooh. it comes to stuff like that, just kill me too. Yep. Yeah. Like I can't imagine having my children or my family. Like I'm close with my brother. If him and I are at something and he gets murdered, kill me too.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm yeah. not living with
1: that. Mm-hmm. 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 So no matter what ending, somehow the authorities got alerted and Bjorn was captured in 1596. He was about 41 years old. Wow. Yes. The same year. Bjorn had a, be- a brutal execution at uh, Lagra Breka, a town a little west of Helnar. A quote from the guide to Iceland, quote, All of his limbs were broken with a sledgehammer while he was still alive, and then he was beheaded. He, had, he was such a horribly dangerous person that people were afraid that he would turn as a ghost and hunt them, So his body was cut into pieces and put in three carns to prevent him from returning as a ghost, end quote. Carns are like little jars. Mm -hmm. So they basically broke all his limbs, beheaded him, cut him up into pieces, put him in jars, and, like, scattered them throughout. Like you've got to do with a vampire, otherwise they pull back together. Yep, yep, yep. It also said that his private parts were cut off and thrown into his wife's lap. Well, I mean, once, I was like, well, I mean, I was down for yay, yeah, can't let that
0: procreate. And honestly, giving it to his wife, I mean, that's more of an insult to her. <laughs> but you know what? There have been freaky cases of women doing freaky things. I would not give those to her.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Why? So, do you know why? Like, do they think she knew or something? Sorry. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, okay. I'll get to that in a minute. So, yes. Yeah. So, this was a super brutal execution for a horrible, horrible man who killed 18 people. Also, some people think that he definitely killed more. Um, And that's really the story of Axlar Bjorn, Iceland's only serial killer. But, 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 I have some things to add. But, 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 but. But, 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 I have some things to add. Unfortunately, Bjorn's bloodline did not get any better. Like... oh. I love those did not get any better. So his wife was named an accessory to his murders because obviously she was in the house while it was happening. Yeah. Um, And she was also sentenced to death, but she was pregnant at the time. And so they didn't execute her and there was no records to prove that her sentence was ever enforced. So they don't, She was just never executed by technicality of pregnancy. Like.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think I know where this is going. Mm.
1: So the son, Bjorn's son, Sven, was hung in 1648 for attempted rapes. Uh, His grandson, Gristle, was also hung for his crimes. Although we don't know exactly what those crimes were so is this just a case of bad blood or was this a curse put on the family by the stranger with the plates or honestly
0: (laughs) from a psychological perspective, that would be really interesting to work out. Like, is it nature versus nurture? Were they born bad or were they constantly told you come from a bad line? And, you know, obviously the first son grew up without a father, the second father, son grew up with a father who was a rapist um yep yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's, yeah go ahead that's like hitler's uh relatives they vowed not to have kids to end the bloodline mm-hmm. um plus I, especially with hitler though that could make like a really weird the neo-nazis or whatever horrible people will find those groups and be like by the way you're our leader and i'd feel bad for them and they're like no 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 no, no, no i am no. not." But also, you never know, does that, can that be nature versus nurture? Yeah, that's a really interesting idea.
1: Yeah, it's really a hot debate, really. Like, there's some that say yes, some that say no, some that say, you know, he was just a super horrible person. Um, Now, this story has become a little popular with tourists and has been kind of incorporated into Icelandic tourism because the only serial killer like
0: dark tourism is such an interesting concept like even as someone who finds this really interesting mm-hmm. i don't there was a um t- a show on netflix that's yes. dark tourism and yes. some of it is really interesting like yes. i like in mexico day of the dead that's mm-hmm. interesting and that would kind mm-hmm. of be dark tourism but then there's other times where it's like no i don't believe in making a big attraction out of these people
1: Right. It's like, um, there was an episode of that same show where they went to Japan to see, um, the radioactive. Yeah. Things that happened. Um, and all that stuff. I can't, why can't I remember the Hiroshima.
0: Time? And yes,
1: thank you. I can't um, remember the name of the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go to Hiroshima to like see it and like have little meters that show the radioactivity. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a little they have the much. same thing with Chernobyl yep like, yeah that's... like
0: you're putting yourself in danger because mm-hmm. they are aware and I, I think it was Chernobyl possibly there were people who are still saying like yeah no I I, I still have weird things mm-hmm. um and I can't have kids and stuff like that so you're endangering yourself but also like that to me is one where you can go and see like I've seen photos where like there's just food left out Mm-hmm. Where they left, and same things. I've seen pictures of Ukraine more recently. Yeah, where like yeah. people have returned home and being like, that was my tea from a year ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that stuff is where
0: it's it's too close. It's too real. I when it comes to murderers and stuff, like you know, Lizzie Borden is one. You mm-hmm. Her house and stuff. I don't want to touch the things she touched.
1: You're right. Right, like, right, I think right. You
0: could take photos in the chair her father was killed in, and it's like that's not okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like where does the line go for dark tourism? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the story has become a little popular with tourists, particularly in Western Iceland where the story takes place. Um supposedly you can see all the carns um with his body inside it, supposedly, allegedly. At Largar Holt, and you can go to his farm of Oxel. Um, The farm is still maintained, and you can go and like tour around it and like everything. That's weird. Um, Yeah. And of course, you can go visit the mountain where he found his axe, and you can go see the lava pools, although they're no longer lava pools, they are now just ponds or lakes. Um and yeah, why not check it out if you're going to Iceland? I Meanwhile, I'm here like don't don't do it. Yeah. Although well, yeah. I mix about his body
0: pieces being out, cause like in one way I'm like don't make a shrine to this, but at the same mm. time shake that shit up, just sh- shake them. Shake because, shake damn, shake. Do a whole shake, thing shake, out shake, of it. Yeah. Shake the top. <laughs> Shake the
1: <top. laughs> Shake the criminal. <laughs> Let's see if you hear some bones in there. Like, Are like you rescuing bones? Peace. Are you having fun? Yes. Oh. Am I you off, huh? Yes. And like Lizzie Borden that you mentioned earlier, there's a lullaby about Bjorn. Of course there is. Because you know the Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother, mother 40, 40 wax. and she, she saw she what, saw what she had done. She gave-
0: Nope. father
1: what? yeah although that is so off it was only like 9 and 10 yeah yeah see,
0: that that makes sense to me that was made mm. by children to scare each other or parents to be like listen don't go out on the out- on your own because this happens so that makes
1: sense to me yes this is a lullaby to sing infants to sleep also europeans are great like that <laughs> yes i so... love russians or sorry not <laughs> russians germans <laughs> <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Go to sleep, otherwise, you're going to be murdered. All of the Grim Brothers fairy tales, yes. <laughs> All right, so here's the lullaby None should large with gun Bjorn who has the fancy clothes. He takes them to Ightadrorn Mir, blood flows down the road, and I walk you, child, until you doze. And I'm sure it's much prettier in Iceland. <laughs> um yeah um this case is really interesting um because it's like part mythology and part real and part everything like I read this whole article just about the mythological context of this story like the fact that it was blood and it was his mother taking blood, and then him also eating supposedly human flesh that awakened the monster in him. Yeah. And that's a very common theme in um, Norse mythology and in Icelandic mythology. And also the fact that he ate 18 pieces of the things on the plate, and he killed 18 people, but he couldn't kill the 19th. Valid, yeah. So it's, it's very interesting and then of course they go into like oh you know he was secretly the devil in disguise because they gotta go into Christianity all the time always yep always or like yeah the fact that he was like or that he was like doomed by Odin or something like that and it's just it's, it's fascinating it's an interesting story and that's my case and it's a little shorter But I will have a day trip episode where I tell you guys another more recent true crime case out of Iceland.
0: Very nice. Well, next I will be doing my, my, I have the next day trip. Yes. I am doing an alien case. I actually tried to go hunting it with Morgan and we just ended up at a very popular beach and Morgan
1: was (laughs) pissed.
0: (laughs) Until, of course, someone walked by and went, oh, it's a pretty kitty. And he was like, yes, I am. (laughs) I have an
1: attention whore for a cat. (laughs) Okay,
0: so that was really Uh, exciting. Where are we going next?
1: All right, guys. Thank you so much for flying with us today. Join us in two weeks as we prepare your flight to Madrid, Spain. Very exciting. Yes. Make sure to rate, comment, and share wherever you find your podcasts. It's a really great way to help us out. Thanks for listening, and stay terrified. Bye. Bye.